It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Final half hour of today's program. I have shared this story with you in the past, and it is that uh, I was raised in the birthplace of the Pledge of Allegiance. What do I mean? Uh, well, Francis Bellamy, he wrote the Pledge of Allegiance, and he was born uh, in the home where I was raised, specifically in the, the upstairs bathroom. Ye- years and years ago, it was a nursery, and that's where Francis Bellamy came into this world. Also, also born in my hometown uh, was John Wesley Powell. Yeah, the, the namesake uh, of Lake Powell, also the first to navigate uh, the Colorado River there through the, the Grand Canyon. Uh, he did so missing an arm and, and with a dog and a rickety old raft. Uh, and he, as I mentioned, was born in my hometown. I have great pride uh, in coming from the, the same hometown as these two uh, men who have had an incredible impact uh, on American history. There are those of us who recite the Pledge of Allegiance daily, classrooms around the country, uh, before sporting events, and of course we know uh, all the, the, the enjoyment that comes from the, <laughs> the Grand Canyon and Lake Powell and, uh, and also uh, from other uh, adventures of John Wesley Powell. Well, John Wesley Powell is buried at Arlington National Cemetery. And when I was working back in Washington, D.C., I was only a quick train ride away from Arlington. And there was an occasion where on my lunch break, I would hop on the train, go over to Arlington, and visit some of the uh, notable headstones there in that grand cemetery. One of the first I visited was John Wesley Powell. And it was interesting uh, just to think for a moment that uh, he and I had both come from the same place, and there we were standing uh, together, separated uh, not by space, but certainly by time. And it was an interesting thing, and it was a wonderful uh, way for me to just unwind and also learn a bit about history. Now, unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, I was unaware of uh, one such individual who uh, found their final resting place in Arlington National Cemetery, and that is uh, of Seraph Young Ford. We have here in Utah uh, been reminded of the place in history born uh, by Seraph Young, the first woman in America to cast a ballot in an election. I wish I had known that she was buried in Arlington National Cemetery there with her husband, a veteran of the Civil War. But uh, the reason I say... Uh, that I I wish I had been able to visit her uh, headstone, obviously to pay respects, but also if I had traveled there, I would have noticed something about the headstone, and that was that there was a misspelling on the headstone. Today in Washington, D.C., Governor uh, Gary Herbert, uh, Senator Deidre Henderson, and others, representatives from the White House, uh, and historians were uh, gathered together in Washington, D.C., in, uh, well, well, just outside of Washington, D.C., at Arlington National Cemetery, uh, to correct the spelling and to uh, commemorate the placement of a new headstone there. Fascinating uh, that for so long it would be there uh, bearing 
uh, that name just spelled incorrectly. Now, uh, here in Utah, as we have been reintroduced to Seraph Young, there have been historians who have gone to, to work learning all there is to learn about her. Uh, looking backwards uh, to her time and her life here in Utah and all that she was able to do and how she was able to carve out that special little place in history uh, which she has uh, obtained for herself. Also, there have been uh, genealogists and researchers, uh, in particular a gentleman named Josh Christensen, who has been able to track down descendants of Seraph Young. And about six months ago, a gentleman named Rusty Rice uh, received a phone call, and he was informed that he, in fact, was the great-great-grandson of Seraph Young, this woman who cast the first ballot in uh, an election here in the United States. He was also there on hand for this uh, event today, honoring Seraph Young and correcting the misspelling there on the headstone. And he joins me now. Rusty, sir, how are you? Good, Nick. Hey, uh, tell me about that phone call you received way back when, uh, a few months back, uh, informing you that there was a, a, a that you had a, a very unique connection uh, to to a part of history, being the the great great grandson of Seraph Young. What was that phone call like? Well, I was actually feeding the cows at five o'clock on Saturday morning, and I had gotten a call the night before, and I had already went to bed, so I, I answered the voicemail when I got up in the morning, and then. Called back at the farm and being in Utah is three hours behind us. It's like two o'clock in the morning. I said, Man, this guy's in a hurry to do something here. <laughs> so anyways, he starts he starts talking about my great great grand or great grandmother and uh I'm I'm the descendant of uh Sarah Young and I you know, you got the wrong person. And then he starts he went first he mentioned my mother's name, which he had right, which was Dorothy Grace White, and then he said your grandmother was Cherry, Cherry Young, and uh, I said, "Hold on a minute." And I took just—I well, was in shock because a hair stood up on my arm. We had paintings all over the house. Yeah. And my grandmother dying two years before I had bo- was born. I never met her, uh-huh. of course, and then no one ever said anything about her. And all these paintings. Had her name painted in the corner. Wow! And uh, I didn't know who this lady was. And then the historian started sending me information and uh, what she did. And then my great great grandmother uh, Sarah was just—they were fantastic women. I mean, it's just what they did is unbelievable. So you had you had those and, uh, you had those portraits hanging in your in your home, but you you knew nothing about her. You did, did you know your relationship no. to that woman? It and my just... my sister my sister actually asked, had asked my mother about it, and uh, she said she didn't get much of an answer. And I don't know why. Uh, of course, my mother passed when she was fifty five, and my, my father's dead also. And I once asked him. I said, "You owned that big house in Thurmont." I said, "Why are we living in this one room shack?" And uh, he said, because he couldn't afford the upkeep on it. But she was actually willed the house in Thermont that belonged to actually my grandmother. What, what but, is this? Uh, it was a shock to me. And, and then this, this uh, every, everything you learn about these women and go back and look at what they did, they were just fantastic. What has this meant to your family? How has this news uh, been received? And what's it like as you gather for dinner, say on Sunday, or you're on the phone chatting? Uh, what's it like to you know to have a connection to a piece of history like this? 
Well, we just left the White House. <laughs> that ain't so bad. Didn't, didn't, didn't everybody do that today? <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, and uh, twenty twenty has I've got, treated... rel- I've got relatives that are in the Arlington graveyard, and I'm sure a lot of other people in this country does also. Yeah. And it just it means so much that uh, the, the, these women did what they did. And then my granddaughter now is only nine years old, and she was at the cemetery there today. And she's very smart, and she knows what's going on. And if they have the when when they have the 200th anniversary, she'll be like 59 years old, so she can stand there again and uh, maybe be a famous person also. Yeah, that's a beautiful sentiment. Uh, I, I catch myself having thoughts like that. I have my own little daughter, uh, and I look forward to you know hopefully hopefully that she is able to follow in the footsteps of uh, your great great grandmother uh, and do great things and blaze new trails and uh, that you have. Uh, the, and the and her, her her top of, top it all off. Her name is Hope. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. H- how will you spend the rest of your time yeah. in D.C.? You have a good plan to to soak up some history and see some sights. Well, I only live I only live only live sixty miles out of the city, so I'm not that far away. Oh, uh, perfect. I live in Thur- we live in Thurmont, Maryland. Uh, the house that my grandmother lived in is actually sitting empty in Thurmont now. Uh, it's what probably well, it was one of the biggest houses. It was the biggest house, I guess, in Thurmont at one time. Very cool. But, uh, uh, Rusty, I uh, I am grateful to you for your time. I'm sorry to take you uh, away from this exciting day. Uh, how was the White House? You enjoyed that, all right? Oh my, yes. I had did a tour when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, school took us when I well, I was I was young, but uh, I didn't remember much of it. But that is one, one beautiful building. Yeah. Uh, well, and like all it. the people are just so gracious. I mean, uh, the governor of Utah and his wife and. Uh, security advisor i mean it's just everybody everybody was just so gracious and kind it's a wonderful day uh rusty rice it's been my honor to speak with you i enjoy your spirit and i enjoy uh the fact that you have this wonderful connection to history the great great grandson of seraph young the first woman in america to cast a ballot in election that was now over 150 years ago and the hopes are that uh uh, that your granddaughter will one day, uh, maybe 50 years from now, stand at that same grave and remember uh, this special moment she was able to share uh, with her grandpa. Uh, outstanding. Thank you so much for your time. Pretty cool, huh? Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, that's the only th- that's the only way you can describe it. Pretty, pretty cool. We're going to take a break here. When we return, we're going to wrap up the program uh, speaking with KSL News Radio's Paul Nelson. He's got quite a story about a poor little youngster left on a bus for a few hours. We'll get those details next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, You need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.